the entire time that God graces me to be on this platform, the anointing is a separation. The anointing discerns spirit, soul, and body. The, I'm already teaching you and you don't know it. The anointing, yoke-destroying, burden-removing anointing is tangible and therefore it's transferable. The entire time that I'm on this platform and grace to be so, my heart will be toward the many, many hundreds of thousands of prayer requests that have come in for this meeting. Our God is not an unrighteous God. Okay, three people. Okay, one of the first things you have to know is I'm an audience participation preacher. What does that mean? You stop shouting, I stop preaching. You stop waving a hand, I stop preaching. You stop jumping up and down, I stop preaching. Well, we're just paying attention. Something's going to happen in you that's greater than what happens to you tonight. So you got to get in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to try it. Ah, I said, I'm going to try again. You better get in the Holy Ghost. Because this is not the opera. This is not a ball game. This is not a seminar. This is a whole nar. And it's full of the Holy Ghost and You say it's not important. Enthusiasm is contagious. Now let me tell you what's in order tonight. Shouting is in order. Here's why. Because silence is the language of defeat. And shouting, shouting is the language of victory. No, no. You can't shout sitting down. Your diaphragm doesn't work right. If you're going to get a belly shout, you got to get, 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 you got to get up. I'm already started. Sitting is a contented posture. So if you're okay with where you are in God, just sit. But if you want to get, 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 get up and out of where you are. You... I'm going to try again. Silence is the language of defeat. Whoever your favorite ball team is, when they get beat, ain't none of your fans clapping and jumping and shouting. So if you think the devil won, just don't shout. But if you believe that he won the victory on that angry, mean, biting beam called Calvary, you better get on your shout right about now. Shout till it's not you shouting. Wave till it's not you waving. Clap till it's not you clapping. Shout till you make the person in front of you half mad. Are you shouting in India? 
Are you shouting in Pakistan? Are you shouting in Hong Kong? Are you shouting in China? Are you shouting in Israel? Are you shouting in Lebanon? Are you shouting in Asia? Are you shouting in Central America? Are you shouting in Brazil? Are you shouting in Belize? Are you shouting around the world? This is a legacy victory prayer conference. I only got two hours of this. I'm 65 and I just hit my prime. I said, I got two hours of this. People say, well, brother, Rod. Why do you shout? How about this? You ready? Because I can. Because for two years, I wrote a New York Times best-selling book called Silent No More. It shook this nation. So guess who the devil put cancer on the vocal cords of? Guess who couldn't whisper for over two years' time? Guess who the doctor said? We don't know that you will ever speak again. We don't know that you will ever take Bible and pulpit and microphone again. And I said, hey. Say what? I said when I had no voice, Greater is he that is in me. That was seven years ago. So get out my way with your pitiful, pathetic, Pentecostal little whimper. Because I got to shout. Shove somebody next to you. Make them mad. Forgive us, O ye Pentecostals and Charismatics that have backslidden. You got no shout, you're backslidden. You got no victory, you're backslidden. You got no holly followed by hallelujah, you're backslidden. But I got good news, you upside tonight. You, you may be seated. Now, again, shouting is in order. You will not disturb me. Waving 
in order. You feel a run come on? In order. You want to clap? In order. The only thing that's out of order is your sad, defeated face. And if you got one of those, I got, I got my team watching out for you. We're going to come grab you. We're going to bring you down here. And we're going to give you enough dips in the Holy Ghost pool till you come up shouting. We'll get the fear off of you, the doubt off of you, the complaining off of you, the complacency off of you, the rudeness off of you, the lack of joy off of you. We'll get you baptized into God. If I'm preaching right so far, tell your neighbor, the white guy's doing pretty good. Is that better? Is that better? I'm, I'm on TV. It makes me nervous. Would you hold this for me, dear daughter? A precious man in my life handed that to me, and I don't want to lose it. Did you ever hear of the Salvation Army? They, they were around. They, they've been around since the early 1800s. Most folks have a TV mentality. That means they remember eight minutes ago and nothing before that. <laughs> William Booth. Oh, there he is. I'm trying to get his beard. <laughs> but Joni keeps keep catching me awake or asleep. And cuts it off. Get that thing down about there. Braid it. Just because I can. Aren't you sick of everybody telling you what you can and can't do? I am in California, am I not? This is God's victorious army. We don't bow our knee to anything but him, his resurrected son, his word, and the Holy Ghost. That's it. William Booth was the founder of the great Salvation Army in much the same way that Dr. Morris Sorrello was the founder of God's victorious army around the world. Not satisfied with location. Our issue is that we have caged the Holy Ghost. Pentecostals got on the right side of the track, moved uptown, built great television networks around the world, built the biggest churches the world had ever seen. And when we, when we got full of ourselves, we ceased to be full of the Holy Ghost. Mm. The great General William Booth made this announcement a hundred years ago. 
The problem with the 20th century church will be this, said he. Religion without the Holy Ghost. Christianity without, watch now I'm going to curse right up in this great meeting. Christianity without Christ. I like this one. Forgiveness without repentance. Leonard Ravenhill said, here's when you can stop repenting. Right? Because there's a line. You can stop repenting, said Ravenhill, when you stop sinning. Oh, it's quiet up in here. You like that dance and shouting, but you quiet now. I'm not going to say another word till you get your shout back. He said the next problem would be they would have salvation, air quotes, without regeneration. Again, Ravenhill said, I doubt that even 5% of the people sitting in evangelical churches are even born again. By the way, are you born again? Now you better be careful. I'm going to ask you again because I got people just looking at me. Is you is or is you isn't born again? Nope. Is you is in this section. Because if you won't witness about it in here, I know you're not witnessing about it out there. Is you is or is you isn't born again. There's about to be a breakthrough. There's about to be a breakthrough. Yeah. God's going to put a new heavenly language in you. And when you speak it, he's going to lay a hold on your family in your future. And something's coming you never dreamed of. Okay, just sit there and watch. Okay. Yeah, you say, well, now you're a little extreme. I'm tame tonight. We have been quiet, sedentary for far too long. Preaching is not entertainment. It was never meant to appease the goats. The problem with the modern church is we got preachers trying to conduct services that make homosexuals comfortable. Cancer ought to scream when it gets in your presence. Leukemia ought to die when the feet of the people in your church touch the parking lot. That's what's on this property. I prophesy to you that no anointing ever leaves the earth.
There is a portal, says the Lord, of access purchased by my son on Calvary. But as it had closed, I sent my son, Morris Cirillo, and his prayers have opened a portal in this place, says God, drink and be refreshed, eat and be filled, reach and be healed, walk and be delivered, for I am here, says the Lord. If you want it over your life, throw your hands up. A portal opens and closes. You are under an open portal right now. Now take both hands, put them together, shoot them up in the air, and when you do, shout, open the portal, Holy Ghost. You ready? Now. Now act like it's open. Angels ascending and descending. Angels ascending and descending. Prosperity flowing like a river. No want. Debt free. Shout debt free. Shout debt free. Shout debt free. Now shake it off yourself. Be seated. How many preachers we got here? Okay. This word for preachers and church leaders. You can't do this in 45 minutes on Sunday morning. Stop having 49 services and build a building that the people of God can get together in. Where the Spirit of God has liberty. Be seated. Some of us, here, here's the problem. Some of us have, some of us have, we, we didn't really get born again. And it's not even your fault. Listen around the world. I'm talking to you. I'm not stuttering. I'm speaking boldly and plainly. Because it's time somebody didn't show up just to entertain the goats. Somebody showed up to talk to the sheep. Somebody didn't come just to gather a crowd. Somebody came with a cloud. I'm looking for you. What, what happened was the pulpit backslid. The priesthood backslid. They watched somebody on TV and then they tried to mimic them. They walked away from their own anointing. 
they abandoned their own acceptance, ability, anointing, and authority. I have no authority with somebody else's anointing. And they stop using terminology like, I think I need to come here and teach for about a month. I just stay over there in the hotel and I come over here and teach you. Well, I guess not. Let me, let me see. Let me see now. Here's, here's what happened. They started telling you what they thought you wanted to hear to keep you coming back. Syrupy, sweet little sermonettes carefully crafted on Saturday night to appease everyone and offend no one. So they gathered crowds. Now they don't know what to do. Because anybody can handle, most people can handle success. Virtually no one can handle decline. Preachers are quitting by the thousands every day. Because they're embarrassed. Because they don't have the crowd they used to have. God didn't call you to build a crowd Where do you get chapter and verse for that? The days of celebrity preachers are over. God said he would raise up pastors after his own heart. Watch now. So, in an effort to tell you what they thought, it wasn't what you wanted to hear. Because the people of God are hungry for meat. And these syrupy, sweet little confections that get served out on Sunday morning for 45 minutes, just like sugar rots your teeth, they'll rot your soul. The gospel can be bitter. Hard to chew. Even harder sometimes to swallow. But that's how you become God's victorious army instead of God's defeated wimps. And the devil knows the difference. Shout! No wonder the devil tried to shut me up. You be seated. So here's what happened. So here's what happened. They decided that poor Jesus 
didn't know what he's talking about. He said things that were relevant for his time, but not for our culture. Poor little, forgive me, ignorant Jesus. We got some kid up there wet behind the ears that thinks the epistles are the wives of the apostles. Said he's read the Bible from Job to Malachi. But he's got a great personality and a skinny suit. And here go all the poor little Christians. So most people over the last 20 years did not get born again. Because that's old school. That's old fashioned. That's not current culture terminology. Like the government. They change the definition of stuff every day. I just slipped that in for those of you that are politically astute. Man, I love it here. Don't you feel God here? a good man so they didn't want to say born again the problem with that is if you don't preach it they don't get it so we had everybody and I'm not I don't want to offend anybody I just want to I just want to help you. God knows I would never ever want to offend anyone <laughs> the problem is we've exchanged that convicts me with that offends me let me help you honey I'm offended that you're offended <laughs> Jesus the only big Cotton, son of the living God, God incarnate, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jehovah Jesus Hakaboth, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, leaped out of heaven's eternity into an earthly manger. And he said, you must be born again. I'm talking to you around the world. In the Philippines, you must be born again. Be seated. I like this. I can walk between here. So. Here's what happened. We changed the terminology selected by the prince of God himself because we thought it wasn't modern enough. 
Well, they won't understand. Again, why are you entertaining goats? That's not the job of the gospel preacher. You're supposed to go win the goats. Oh, oh, I hit a nerve. 92% of all professing Christians will never in their lifetime win one soul to Jesus. Not one. Well, how many of you won? Well, that's the preacher's job. No. The job of the fivefold ministry is to prepare you for the work of, oh, cussed again, work. Well, how are we supposed to feed all these babies? By the way, Roe versus Wade got overturned. Somebody shout. Backslidden preachers, be seated. I'm tired of seeing pictures of you and your scantily clad wife on Instagram at the beach. Roe versus Wade gets overturned, and you are too much a coward to even post the victory. 65 million souls destroyed. Where was your protest? I didn't see anybody burning any buildings down. Why does one equal more than 65 million? God didn't bring me back from the dead, my sweet dear people, to tickle your fancy. Or massage your fantasies. I'm trying to make this simple. Jesus said what? What did Jesus say? You you must say it. You must be born again. Do you speak Spanish? Say it that way. Tienes que nacer de nuevo. That's the way I'd say it if I could. Listen, so we changed the terminology. We no longer ask people if they're saved. We no longer have altar calls. Excuse me. We no longer have altars. I got asked to preach in one of the biggest churches the world's ever seen. If I said the name, you'd know it. That's why I won't. And the pastor invited me in. He said, here is, our, here is our sanctuary. I don't know why it's a sanctuary. Sanctuary is where you go to hide out. I ain't afraid of nothing. When you've been to hell and back 20 times, it'll take the fear out of you. You'll be saying the same God. That delivered me from the hand of the lion. 
Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.